Hello and welcome to this episode of Life with Elizabeth Rose. Today we're going to be talking about life hacks and how to get rid of clutter. So five simple and easy steps to get rid of clutter and actually enjoy living in the space you're in. Now, why did I feel led to do this episode today is actually because I am at my house doing a massive house cleaning and got inspired to share some of the tips that I'm actually putting into action right now and have been using probably the last six years. So the home that I'm in right now is about a 1900 square foot home, three bedrooms, two bath, garage, and slight Um, probably like a mm, 10 by 12 extra little storage area. Okay. So for anybody listening, just so that you know, kind of what my space looks like, that is the kind of space I'm dealing with right now. Also, I love my kitchen that opens up into the dining room area, opens up into the living room area. It's this massive room. But the neat thing is that I have a baby grand piano, I have a drum set in my living room, periodically I'll have other instruments, you know, on their stand in the corner kind of a thing. I ended up bringing a desk out into my living room so that I could work and the desk looks out this beautiful window into a nice green grassy lawn. So just so you get a little picture, my layout is a little bit untraditional, But the thing is, what I've figured out how to do is make sure that everything has a place. So five points today about how to enjoy the space you're living in. Point number one is assessing what is actually in your space. So if you could even just take a mental note right now, go through your house. When you walk in the front door, what do you see? Is it tidy? Is it messy? Do you like the coloring? Do you like the things that are in that room? Okay, so what what do you see? What is a person going to see when they first walk in your door? And then go into your kitchen area. What does that space look like? Are there things there that you use all the time? Or are there things there that just take up space and could maybe find another home instead of on your countertop kind of a thing? Do you have knickknacks around your living room? You know, there is a very well-known thing which basically says that clutter takes up energy. So do you have clutter that you walk around? You know, whether it's clutter in your living room, clutter in your kitchen, clutter in your bathroom, your bedroom, and you wake up in the morning. I know this has happened to me. I wake up and if I have clothes sitting on a bench and then I've got stuff in the corner and a pile here and my nightstands are full of crap, I wake up and I feel exhausted. No joke. There is something real that psychologically, as well as I think energetically, you know, that word feng shui is a real thing. And it's just basically the study of the space that we live in and how we organize things and how the energy flows through a room, you know, and the different, having the different elements of metal and I'm trying to think (laughs) brain blank brain blank. Okay. Um, glass, metal, wood. So those are three main elements. 
water, if you can have a, add a little water feature, those are fa- four main elements that really just help create a space and help make it beautiful. But then on top of that, what is in the space can actually give you energy or suck your energy. So number one is assessing your space. Are there any other rooms in your house that you need to mentally go through right now to assess that space and think about things that are in that room that you love there? And you're like, oh my gosh, I just love this. I have to keep this here. Or are there anything that you want to move, get rid of, etc.? The other thing, number two, is everything has a place. Now, this isn't something I enacted in my own life and my house until about three years ago. So I've been in this house six years. For three years, I just would put stuff wherever there was a place. Wherever there was a space under my kitchen cabinets, I would put things there. Wherever there was space in my bathroom, I'd put things there. The thing is, if you put the same thing in different places all the time, you never really know where it's at or remember where it's at. It takes a lot of brain space and brain power to actually think, where did I put my makeup brush? Where's my pizza pie pan? You know, so everything has a space. And this is something because my bathroom right now is not very large. I basically have this cool hutch for a, for a vanity sink. There's two little doors that pull out and a drawer on the bottom. Okay. So there's that. And then I had to go out and buy this little shelf at, I got it at Walmart, not a huge fan of, you know, that store, but it was a very functional unit. And it's one of those little, um, cabinets that has four squares in it. And so two of the squares, I actually have those pull out boxes. And so that has things like, um, my bottles and shampoo and conditioner and uh, hairspray and things like that. And then the other two boxes have these little three-tiered pull-out drawers. And so that's where all of my makeup brushes go, um, my toenail polish and things like that. Combs, of course, I'm speaking as a woman. So guys, you got to think about what you would put in those spaces, okay? So that's my bathroom. That's all the space I have in my bathroom right now. And when I didn't have a space for everything, a place for each item, I was constantly losing things and it was constantly getting buried. So when I got that little cabinet and put those drawers in there and uh, the pullouts, it literally created such a beautiful transformation that my brain didn't have to think where everything was because literally to this day, three years later, when I pull something out of a space, I put it right back in that space. So the thing for me is I never let a room of my house get disorganized and unshoveled for more than a week. I know that might sound like a long time, but honestly, life happens, right? We're busy. I travel a lot, and so I always make sure my house is clean before I travel because why? I want to come back to a nice house, okay? And at the end of every week or whatever day of the week it is, I don't actually have a specific day of the week, but I just kind of keep a mental tab of, okay, when was it last that I cleaned up this room in my house and try to get that good. And so if everything has a space, you know where to find it and you know where to put it back. The other part is... If 
you have other family members in the house or friends that come through to the house. And this podcast is not even just about a house. Maybe you have a kitchen. Maybe you have a restaurant. Maybe you have a business. All these same things can actually function in your different spaces that you use. So everything has a place. And the people that you know that use that space also need to know where things go. So You know, I had a roommate for a few of these past six years and just shared with my roommate, hey, guess what? I reorganized under the kitchen's counter and here's where I think things should go. What do you think about this? Let's go ahead and try to put the pans back in the same place and the to-go containers in the same place and the silverware in the same place. And when we were on the same board, oh my God goodness, we were flowing so well. And that also helps so that you don't get aggravated with somebody else when they put something somewhere that you can't find it. Because if there's no place space for it that's designated for that thing, well then heck, of course they can put it wherever they want to. So you can't really get aggravated with them if you can't find it because you didn't designate a space. (gasps) Maybe that'll solve some relationship problems. So the third element of it is imagining that everything has a space, okay? Now you need to see what things do you want to keep and what do you want to give away? Because this is something my mother taught me when I was super young. She said, Elizabeth, every time you buy a new piece of clothing, you have to give something away. Now, granted, that works when you already have a full closet of things and you just can't keep adding to your closet. Maybe um, if there's an area of your home, like let's say you really do need some new clothes and you're really running low, well, okay, get some new clothes. But if you're one of those that just has a huge wardrobe and you just keep getting new things, then you should use this rule. Anytime you bring something new in, you let go of something. And why? Because we also don't want our lives to be stagnant. You know, if you have the same things for too long, and this is probably my mindset because I like new things. I'm not a hoarder. I don't actually spend a lot of money buying new things, but the things I have are roughly between five years old. This Again, this may not be your cup of tea. However, I just love clothing that is within that five-year range. If I know I've had it longer than that, chances are it'll be the next thing to go. Like if I've got an old pair of blue jeans, even if they still look good or whatever, if I decide to buy a new pair of blue jeans, I have to get rid of an old pair of blue jeans, you know? So that is a fun thing. And what else? Other things that you could swap out. Dishes, furniture, knickknacks, The only thing you're not required to swap out is musical instruments. Why? Because I collect musical instruments. That's probably my one thing. That's my thing. Okay, so if you have to know, maybe I'm like a musical instrument hoarder. I have a baby grand piano, a drum set, a guitar, a ukulele, a violin, harmonicas, um, shofar. I don't know if that's an instrument, but I love it. It has such a cool sound when you blow it. If you're not familiar with that, it's a ram's horn. It's like a Jewish um, instrument that is a certain kind of horn that comes from a ram. Sounds really cool. What else? I don't know. 
uh, djembe, probably some other flutes and different things like that. So yes, musical instruments, that for me at least has an exception. (laughs) But think about other things in your home that when you bring something new in, you could just go ahead and give something up. Because the thing is, it's so freeing. Oh my goodness, I'm going through my closet today and actually packing up all of my winter stuff because I don't like having a full closet during the summertime. So during the summertime, personally, I live in Texas. I'm not going to use a lot of sweaters and hoodies and things like that. So all of my winter stuff goes in a bin. It's either folded or it's rolled. And that bin goes under my bed or in a closet or in the garage. And it literally just frees up the space in my closet. Because then when I go to look for something, I'm only seeing summer clothes. I'm not seeing summer, winter, fall, dresses, hoodies, pants, everything else. So I love to just swap out the seasons and do that. I'll do the same thing in winter. I put all my summer dresses and summer shirts away and stuff like that. Um, Women, maybe shoes would be a good thing you could swap out. Yes, it is fun to collect shoes, but at the same time, we wear shoes and we wear shoes out. And here's a moment of realness. There were two pairs of tennis shoes that I've had probably, oh gosh, at least 10 years. So I went over that five-year rule and it was because those tennis shoes have traveled around the world with me. I have pictures of those blue tennis shoes in Oman when I was there planting frankincense trees on Young Living Essential Oils farm with like 30 other leaders. And we got to tour all over the country finding like these ancient ruins of old towns where the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon used to have their camel caravans come through and trade off their incense and everything. I think those shoes also went to Switzerland, Italy, Germany, and hiked the Alps in Switzerland. So they had some just such good memories. When I see those shoes, I can like imagine the pictures that I took in those shoes. So I kept them for like five years, even though I never wore them. And finally decided to throw them away today. So you guys can like mourn for me. Seriously, shed a tear, cry, because I finally decided to throw away my most beloved shoes. They were so good. So yes, there's those sentimental things. And one thing I've done too, and this is our next point, okay? Point number four is just organizing things. Okay. Everything has a space. Something I like to do is use clear plastic bins. Why? Because you can actually see through the bin. Yes, you should label it. You know, for me, I just take a simple piece of duct tape and a magic marker and write on there what's in the bin. You could get all snazzy and get cool little stickers and stuff like that if you wanted to. However, um, for all of my winter stuff, I got these um, very long, very shallow bins, probably six inches shallow by three, four feet long kind of a thing. And it works so well because they're not too heavy. They're easy to stack, things like that. The other thing I have is a keepsake bin. 
So didn't put my shoes in the keepsake bin, but there's things like airplane tickets and lanyards from business conferences and maps from Israel and just cool, cool stuff, you know, awards and things that I've won over the years. So that goes in a keepsake bin because I honestly believe, you know, we accomplish things throughout life. Um, we go to special places, we're with special people, and we want a memory of those. So don't feel like you have to get rid of everything just because it's old. I still have those maps of Israel, and I would love to go back one day and actually take those maps with me and retrace some of the steps that I walked a few years ago when I went. So think of bins, think of what, how you can utilize bins in your garage in your closets, um, maybe laundry room area, and just go ahead, put in the money because they last a long time. But the thing is, find the same brand of bins and always use that same brand. Because if you get different brands and everything like that, you're just, they don't stack well. And then they get all disconfigured and it doesn't work so great. So try to just splurge a little bit and get different sizes of the same brand of bins. Label them all. Granted, I love clear bins because I can see what's in them. I've got Christmas bins, Thanksgiving bins, clothes, um, camping gear, everything. It's so fun. I love it. So my whole storage room right now is just a bunch of bins piled on each other, but I know exactly what's in them. And let's see here. I'm refreshing my notes a little bit. So that was number four. And again, once you find a place for things, tell your family and your friends where those things go. If you're going to do a massive cleaning of the house and you're going to put things in bins, go ahead and just say, hey guys, come on out here. I want to show you this. Here's where this is going. And if you're a parent and you have children, encourage your children to do that. Like my mom did that when I was super young, she would bin things and she'd go, Elizabeth, come over here. I took all of your ski stuff and your jackets and your pants and everything. And they're in this bin on this shelf in the garage. And I'm like, cool. Okay. I know where my stuff is, but guess what? When kids stuff goes missing, they're not happy. So you know, help them along the process by just giving that, them that reassurance of mind that yes, their things are still here. You didn't give them away, sell them or whatever, but this is where they're at and they're nice and neatly packaged. You could also encourage kids though, depending on how old they are, um, are young to help you with this process or even give a little bit of input and that will train them to do the same thing because as parents i truly believe every single thing you do like your child recognizes it somewhere they store it in their mind and they're going to go back later when they're 15 20 25 30 years old and go oh my mom used to do that oh my dad used to do that that's like where he stored all of his tools and his tools weren't a mess like my dad actually took pride in his tools So we get to instill those things in our children. I don't have children yet, but looking forward to it one day. And I'm thankful to be learning all these things as an adult right now and kind of implementing them in my life because I know that the next house I move into and when I'm married and have a family and have children, these are such foundational things that my brain is already used to doing. And as human beings, we like to do, we like routine, 
We like to do the same thing every day. And that's debatable for some people. I don't like doing the same thing every day, honestly. I love the job I have because it gets me out. It gets me in front of different people. I'm going different places. So I don't sit at a desk for a nine to five job or anything like that. However, you know, where the things are in my bathroom, where my clothes are, what's in my truck. I know exactly what's there. So those are the things that stay the same. And then those other things that are constantly changing in our life will be so much easier to manage when we're not wondering, where the heck is my hairbrush? I've got to leave for a business meeting right now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Who, Who gets it? Who feels this? So last but not least, number five is creating the ambiance in your home or your workspace or even your vehicle. One of the things I love to do is diffuse essential oils. I love a good citrus smell like the Citrus Fresh blend from Young Living Essential Oils or orange or even peppermint. You know, it's very uplifting. Lemon. And so diffusing essential oils into the air is honestly so much better than candles or wall plugins or any of those things. A lot of those things actually have toxins. Um, There's some kind of candles and I won't say a name, but because of the ingredients in the candles, it causes liver failure in cats. Like who would have thought? You're trying to make your house smell good with these scented candles and your cat doesn't do so well. So anywho, I found that for myself and my friends who have animals, Young Living Essential Oils are totally pure and they work really good with animals and animals don't like wig out with it or have any kind of a side effects or anything like that. However, what's really cool with essential oils, let's take, for instance, the purification blend. It has citronella, lemongrass, lemon in there. It's very fresh smelling and fun smelling, but at the same time, those essential oils, when they're diffused into the air, actually kill the bacteria that cause the smell in the air. So if you have dogs and they have a bed and that area of the house just always like reeks of dog smell, go ahead and take a little spray bottle with some water and some of that purification blend, spritz it over that area, and it goes and helps kill all that bacteria and stuff that actually causes the bad odor. So how cool is that? So creating the ambiance in your home. For some of you, that might be candles. My mother loved candles, so that's actually something I adopted as an adult, is that there's lots of candles around my living room, in my bathroom. When I take a bubble bath, I put a candle on, I turn the lights off, and I put on some soft music, and just enjoy candlelight. It creates such an ambiance. You know, sometimes I'll have friends over, and sometimes it's just barbecue, and it's loud, and there's kids running in and out, And I have to know where all my girl stuff is, right? So guess what? I have a spot for it. (laughs) All of my girl tools hang on the wall in my pantry. Random side note. But there's fun times like that where it's like all lights on, everything. But sometimes when a few friends come over, I love to like turn the lights down, put the candles on, turn on some Ender Bocelli, and just enjoy that ambiance of a house. So... What kind of ambiance can you create in your home, your workplace, your vehicle, 
What do you want that smell to be? What do you want the feel to be? You know, is it inviting? Is it warm? Or is it like dark and dingy and stinky and cluttery and all that stuff? So today's podcast, this is the first one of Life Hacks with Elizabeth. I'm going to keep doing these because they're so fun. And usually how these podcasts are going to come about is if I'm doing something in my life that I feel like, oh my gosh, I could share this with folks and maybe this would be a blessing to them, then I'll go ahead and just jump on here and do a podcast about it. So I hope you enjoy it. Feel free to share with your friends. And if you want to get in touch with me, visit my website, lifewithrose.com lifewithrose.com. You can check out all sorts of stuff. Um, That is like my lifestyle website. I have blogs up there. I talk about health and wellness coaching. You can contact me via email. My phone number's up there. And so check that out. And you can also see my music. I have a music website that links to that as well. And would just love to get to know you. I want to get to know some of my followers because you guys are honestly such an inspiration for life. You know, anytime I meet someone new, my goal is always to like figure out three things about them as quick as I possibly can. So asking questions, what do they love? Who are they? What are they interested in? What do they struggle with? What things are they really good at? And by asking those questions, you know, it's so fun to just get to learn from others. So if you have any life hacks or you'd like me to talk about a specific thing on this podcast, totally get in touch with me. And I would love, love, love to get to know you and share something really good and of value that you'd enjoy. So till next time, God bless and have an amazing, amazing weekend.